Hey there, SLP. You are listening to this podcast, so I know that you love to listen to podcasts. And if that is the case, then I know that you are going to love my secret private podcast, Secondary Secrets for SLPs. It's six short episodes that will have you walking away feeling refreshed and inspired and ready to take on those challenging secondary speech students. So if you work with grades four through 12 and are in a planning rut or wanting some fresh new ideas to keep your students motivated, make sure you head to speechtimefun.com slash secondary secrets. You are not going to find this podcast in your iTunes podcast search browser. You can only get access by going to that link. So head to it now. It is six short episodes that you can listen to it in under an hour, like totally Netflix binge-worthy. I made this just for you, and I know you are going to love it. SLPs have been telling me already that it has changed their way for working with their older speech students. So head on over, again, to speechtimefund.com slash secondarysecrets, or use the link in the show notes, and I can't wait to hear what you think. Now let's head on to this week's episode of SLP Coffee Talk. You are listening to SLP Coffee Talk. I am your host, Hallie Sherman, and I am a licensed speech-language pathologist who is in the trenches working full-time in a public school in New York. I am the author of the blog and Teachers Pay Teachers store, Speech Time Fun, where I love helping other SLPs conquer the overwhelm and get back hours spent on prepping activities. I am here to help you be the best SLP you can be and have fun while doing it. Just like your morning cup of coffee, this podcast is just what you need to start the day or week. Let's jump into today's Coffee Talk. Welcome to another episode of SLP Coffee Talk. I am so excited you are here joining me on a Monday morning. I know you're probably either driving to work, getting ready, or maybe listening as you're finishing up your day, or maybe you're listening throughout the week. Maybe you saw me post about it on social media, or maybe you're just finding out about SLP Coffee Talk now. And if you are, I am so glad that you are here. You are in for a treat today. I'm going to talk all about working on prefixes, suffixes, affixes, strategy to build vocabulary. I often see or hear people talking about, how do I pick a random strand of vocabulary words to work on? I need to build my students' vocabulary. Now what? Or we've already been, you know, drilling synonyms and antonyms for so long. Now what? What do I do? Where do I take it from here? What more can I do? And I always say when I get that question, can you give me a vocabulary? What can I do to work on vocabulary? I say, think about strategies. At this point, they've been exposed to vocabulary. It's not sticking. Okay, think of like scotch tape. It's like dried out. I'm just kidding. Our students need strategies versus a random set of vocabulary words. So I don't want you thinking like you need to open up a random textbook or find a random word list online. Today's episode is all about strategies so that our students can be successful when we're not around, when they're reading something in, te- in class, when they're having a conversation with a friend, when they're watching something on TV, wherever they are, whatever they're doing, when they're exposed to language and they get a- come across a word they don't know, 
we need to teach our students strategies. I often utilize context clue strategies. I did an episode on that. And today I want to do an episode, I'm going to focus mainly on like prefixes, but it's really prefixes, suffixes, root words, affixes, all that fun stuff. Okay, so that's another strategy you can work on with our students to help them be as successful as possible. And I want to take a little back, like when I first started with my older students, I was also working on synonyms and drilling and picking random words and Googling word lists. And I didn't see the carryover. I didn't see the progress time over time. It was almost like Groundhog's Day. Every day I was working on the same thing over and over again and seeing no results. And I was, you know, when I was doing the testing, updated testing, there was no progress. And here I'm like, what am I doing wrong? And I had to think of something different. And I realized, okay, especially my older speech students, they've gotten drilled on synonyms and antonyms. And we need to do that too. And we can tackle that informally throughout our lessons while we're doing comprehension tasks. We can like just probe a little bit and expose them a little bit more to some synonyms and antonym pairs. But you're going to get more bang for your buck if you teach your students strategies. So let's talk about the evidence behind it. There's tons of evidence. It's not just me saying this. I wanted you to know that it's like, it is not just me. So there is a research article by Appel and Henbest. This, uh, they quoted, the ability to consciously consider the meaning of prefixes and suffixes is a unique predictor of reading outcomes. So there's tons of evidence that shows by working on affects knowledge, our students will not only get build their vocabulary, but will also in turn build their reading comprehension, which is our ultimate goal, right? Our goal working in the schools is that our students to have academic success outside of our room. So what is that indicator typically? Reading comprehension, correct? Right? Our students are struggling with reading comprehension and other comprehension skills because they have weak vocabulary, weak grammar skills, weak memory, weak all that stuff, and that's why they're coming to us right? So when you're determining why should I be working on vocabulary with my students, look at their test scores, look at their performance, do some probing, do some context clues asking, ask a tier to, you know, read something, come across a word, what do you think this means? When they say, I don't know, try to take a guess, look for, look for clues, see if they can figure it out using some clues. If they can, do you need to work on it? No, but if they're still struggling, then this is a student that would benefit from these compensatory strategies. Okay, some more evidence to show why we should be working on affixes. There is an article by Stahl in 1999 that said that teaching affixes, that there's logic behind teaching affixes that enable students to determine the meaning of unknown words. And there's also a researcher called Marzano. I recommend Googling him if you have a lot of vocabulary cases. I have purchased some Marzano books on Amazon. It's very interesting. His philosophy philosophy on like teaching vocabulary through like fun and engaging activities in various formats and not just drill and kill kind of things. And it's more for teachers versus speech pathologists, but some of the concepts still apply to us. He says, while teaching root and affixes may help students make sense of unfamiliar words, applying students with long lists of word parts can sometimes be overwhelming and unproductive. Okay, so we don't want to just teach our students just random word lists, okay? Like I said, you don't want to pull a random word list off the shelf and teach them. We want to teach our students just strategies. Let's expose them to that some words have parts, you want to show them that by teaching them that getting familiar to the concept and maybe just look for familiar things like see if they see similarities in some words and see if they can guess the meanings. So you, what you might want to do is like show them, you know, rewind, rework, redo. What do all those things have in common? So let's do those, all of those in a sentence. And you can need to do some like probing activities like that. Start with the words that they probably do know. So maybe undo, redo, replay, retest. But there is tons of evidence that shows it, like the teaching elementary students 
older students, word parts will benefit their vocabulary and also in turn reading comprehension. And to prove my case even more, according to the Common Core standards, prefixes and affixes show up in as of grade two. So in grade two, in under literacy Common Core standards, under vocabulary acquisition and use. So they would, Common Core standard L24C, use a known root word as a clue of the meaning of an unknown word with the same root. So like addition, additional. Okay, that is showing up as of grade two. The same thing as like teaching them compound words, also prefixes, common core standard to L2.4B. Determine the meaning of, of a new word formed when a prefix is added to an unknown word, like happy, unhappy, tell, retell. So they're saying that those are examples as of grade two. So that's a great place to start, right? If you're trying to figure out where to start, start with the ones that are more obvious. Now, there is evidence that shows by teaching morphological concepts that are more abstract will help with better with carryover. There is evidence of that as well. So you can try and probe and try different things. I like to start with teaching my students to be more successful. When I try to teach a concept, I use ones that I, I know they know. So I might start with unhappy, happy, tell, retell, words that they should probably know. Say, hey, what do you notice about these words? Oh, it has some part that's the same. Oh, some part is different. I always like to think out loud with my students so they can hear me thinking about my thinking. And that really helps them grasp that inner dialogue that they might not have themselves or might not be aware or might not really pay attention to. And we want to teach them to have those inner dialogues maybe out loud at first to become familiar with them and become more routine. Like, oh, I don't know this word. Let me see if there's anything I'm familiar with. Let me figure this out. Oh, I noticed that R-E. I've, see, I've seen those R-E before other words. I've seen the R-E in redo. That means to do again. So re must mean to be again. So teach them that dialogue and that and practice and model it and don't be afraid to do that for them and just don't assume that they just know what to do okay so like I said start with the words that they know and don't know see if they I like to do little sorting things I've taken those sorting trays that you might get from the dollar store like appetizers like snack trays and I put, I put like in the center a whole bunch of root words and around the corner around the sides I put different prefixes and we sort the various root words into which prefix they've heard it before in okay so this is not necessarily teaching them the new word this is sorting out what is familiar to them where what have they heard before and then once we sort it, that's when we start talking about what these these words mean what do these words have in common and try to determine and work on the meanings of the prefixes and that's when I might then introduce some unfamiliar prefixes root word pairs and have them try to figure out what those new words mean and then don't be afraid to while you're doing reading comprehension tasks find passages online on like readworks.org or news ELA that has some prefixes and suffixes in it and see if your students can use the context clues use their knowledge of prefixes root words and suffixes and figure out the new meanings of these words because that is a true indicator of whether or not they're utilizing the skill and able to carry it over. So that's the end goal is we want to take an article, take some reading passage, have a conversation and have them determine that unknown word. Okay, so start with tapping into their background knowledge, seeing what they're familiar with, doing some sorting activities, making hands-on, motivating fun. You can sort different cups, brown paper bags. You can use French fry containers to sort different prefixes and suffixes into the right, you know, sort the, yeah, sort the root word into the right prefix that would go with it, create the new meaning. You can do little puzzle pieces and have them put them together. You can use stickers and write on a sticker the post-it, the prefix, and have words written all over the dry erase board, all random root words, and have them put this the post-it 
over, you know, next to that word on the dry erase board that may creates the new word that will make sense. There's so many different things. It doesn't have to be elaborate. It doesn't have to be create like crazy. You don't need crazy word lists. Just you can honestly Google, you know, a whole bunch of lists that have, you know, a whole bunch of root words that work go with common prefixes. I usually start with re, on, dis, anti, multi. Those are like the common ones. I typically uh, miss, like misunderstood, on like undo. Dis, like discontinue, you know, th- words like those, the ones that they might, they shouldn't know what continue means. So now you add dis, what do you think discontinue means? And put it in a sentence. So the movie theater discontinued the movie when they were no longer selling tickets. Now I use that sentence, use that clue, context clues from the sentence to determine the meaning of that word, okay? Now you know, you know what, you know what continue means, but that mean the same thing in that sentence? No, it didn't. So let's think about what did that sentence say, okay? That movie theater discontinued the movie selling the movie when the tickets weren't selling anymore okay if their tickets aren't selling are they going to keep going selling tickets no so it must mean they stopped so this must mean to stop okay now then show them a whole bunch of other words that has the word dis and see if it, it makes sense okay so these are just simple things that you can do with your students to use the context clues show them how they can tackle these prefixes root words when they come across a word they don't know but always start with the things they do know to build that confidence to show them that they can be successful and then I wanted to tell you a sample since I always get questions about goals I know a sample goal that you can use with your speech students that would go on an IEP would be like given words student will determine its meaning using affixes with blank percent you know and blank trials or you can be more specific and say student will determine meanings using prefixes or just using suffixes it's whatever your student can is attainable in a year Okay, and remember, so if say it's in a year, it's affixes, that doesn't mean, that means you can, that includes prefixes, suffixes, and root words that, that are, those are different objectives that would meet under that goal. Okay, from second grade to high school till 12th grade can benefit from a goal like that. It's really just adapting it and adapting the activities to meet the needs of that individual student. Okay, so I hope you found this helpful that there's tons of evidence that shows that working on affixes will help build vocabulary. It's a precursor for reading comprehension and that our students benefit more from working on just random lists of words is not going to necessarily help them. Random lists of words can be more like overwhelming and unproductive, but you instead focus on the frequently occurring affixes in the English language and you'll get more bang for your buck. Okay, that, there's evidence that shows that. And also, this is an article by White, Sowell, and Yana Giara in 1989 found that prefixes, just a small handful of them, account for a large percentage of words. More than half, 51% of them, of the total is explained by the top three prefixes, un, re, and not. That shows that's a lot of words. So by working on prefixes, you're going to build a crazy amount of vocabulary. Okay. And just to also review, start with seeing what they're familiar with. You know, don't assume that they don't know nothing, but also don't assume that they know everything. You know, start with maybe those first, those top three, un, re, and not, since those are the most familiar. Build their confidence. You know, show them how, have do some sorting activities, then go into teaching them the meanings of those common root words and that some roots have meanings in general and see if they can also figure 
out by using the context clues. What could those prefixes mean if they know what those root words mean? And how it, does it change? And then how can they use that new knowledge to then determine unknown word meanings and be more successful while they are reading? Okay, so start with the, you know, the familiarity and then get to the, use that context clues and then find some passages you know, online like readworks.org, News ELA, where they can really truly practice the skill and show that they are ready to carry it over into the classroom. And always show them when they're in your speech room, in your speech closet, in your speech hallway, wherever you are working, always make sure you remind your students how they can use this skill in the classroom. As they're leaving the room, be like, okay, when might you use this? That's a simple way to easily show them how you can make that carry over into that academic relevance, how you can make that curriculum relevance, that curriculum connection, that whether or not, I know we all are super busy and don't have time to always do common planning time and, and touching base with the teachers and finding out what's going on in the classrooms, but reminding our students that this skill is not so isolated, that they can be successful in the classroom using these strategies that they practice for the last 30 some odd minutes. That is the way you can make that connection. That is the way you can see that carryover. And that is the way you can get more success and buy-in from your students as well. Okay? So I hope you found this helpful. Some of these strategies for working on affixes, prefixes, suffixes, root words in your speech room. Check the show notes if you want more information. I will share some links to blog posts where I shared some like do-it-yourself ideas for working on prefixes. I do have several resources in my Teachers Pay Teacher store for working on prefixes and suffixes. So feel free to check those out if you are interested. I think I have like four or five resources. I do have resources at, at the word level, just sorting level. I also have like some sentence level activity kind of things. And then I do have two resources, one prefixes story and suffixes story. So one for prefixes and one for suffixes where it's all at the story-based level, helping our students use the context clues to figure out what these new words mean. All right, so like I always do, I'm going to end with a joke. Why did the computer keep sneezing? It had a virus. I thought it was appropriate in this time right now. <laughs> with all the cold and flu season and coronavirus stuff going on. So I had to go there. Sorry, guys. All right. So I hope you found this helpful. And I will see you guys next week on another episode of SLP Coffee Talk. If you are loving this episode, please make sure you leave a review. Send me a DM on Instagram or an email. I would love to hear more about what episodes you are loving. And this way I can create more episodes for you guys. All right. Stay out of trouble. Are you tired of spending hours prepping and planning and not feeling totally confident after all of that? Make sure you check out my free webinar, How to Plan with Ease and Confidence Without Burning Yourself Out. Check it out today at speechtimefund.com slash webinar. Thanks for tuning in for another episode of SLP Coffee Talk. You can find all of the links and information mentioned in this episode at www.speechtimefun.com. Don't forget to subscribe to the show so you don't miss any future episodes. While you are there, it would mean the world to me if you would take a few seconds and leave me an honest review. See you next week with another episode full of fun and inspiration from one SLP to another. Have fun, guys. <laughs>